0: Hey guys, just want to let you know that this podcast is dedicated to our friend Zach and all the members of Army D Company, 2nd Battalion, 47th Infantry Regiment down in Georgia right now. Thank you for your service, guys. Sportscast.
1: Alright, everybody. Final game is upon us. We're all ready to have a bowl with the two states of legalized pot. What's mm. up, Nick? What's up, John? How we doing? Doing
0: alright.
2: Doing great. It's
0: so good. Fun. How sad are you that the is going to be over? Uh, pretty sad. I mean, I'm going to be basically watching college basketball, and I guess I'll be watching a little bit of the NBA, but other than that, it's going to yeah. be sad that football's done. Not as much as you would think. I mean, mm-hmm. the
2: schedule's looking great. I mean, hockey, basketball, oh yeah, uh, March Madness.
1: Yes. We are getting into one of the two best times of the year. The other being around is, like October yeah. and um,
2: so- soki and the World Cup this summer too. Yeah. So there, it, it's a wow. There's a to, lot to look forward to. To be about. honest with you, like football's the last thing on my mind right yeah. now. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there, I'm like, wow. Well,
1: you know, I guess it's a good, it's good, it's good timing <laughs> for the season to be over. Um, been a while. Hey, raise your hand if you even know what happened in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> no We've got no hands in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no Put it down, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> no hands in the room. Uh sorry we can't uh recap. The Pro Besides Bowl those games.
2: ridiculous unis, I uh, like Oh, I didn't even see <laughs> what the unis were. That would have been my most interesting uh thing for me about the game. I think were they, they <laughs> it, it's like if they went to the Oregon Ducks and was like, Hey guys, can you design our uniforms for you? Thanks. Like okay. yeah. So like Seattle's uniforms. Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> Although I really like Seattle, I like Seattle. It's it's a very rare case of a team that has a uniform that's like crazy like that, but I still think it looks like a professional uniform.
2: They grew they grew on me, Seattle. I yeah. still kind of miss the the old school bright ass blue with the silver helmet. I I don't know. Just call me nostalgic, but. I,
1: I'd be fine with that, but they'd have to take the new updated logo. Oh I yeah, exactly. I, didn't, I, 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 didn't, I didn't like the Seahawk that looked like it was having a stroke. I know, the mm-hmm. other one
2: looked pathetic. You're right. Um,
1: <laughs> so, alright. we got a big game coming up. There's a lot going on. We talked about the NFC, champi- NFC and AFC Championship games last week. Uh, so, this week, fortu- it's one of the fortunate things about there being a two-week gap is we focus uh, each of these last two weeks on looking backward and then Respectively, this week, looking forward, Um, I think this. A lot of people I've talked to, including those in this room, uh, are finding this a tough game to pick. I think this is a really, really good Super Bowl as far as like as far as matchups go. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of you know issues. There's a lot of um, interesting sort of I guess legacy sort of questions. You know, you've got your classic Immovable Object, Unstoppable Force thing. I don't know. What what do you guys want to talk about first? How about the
2: cold? It's going to be the first, like, the coldest games in Super Bowl six. They said it's going to hover around 39 degrees. What's the uh, the forecast? I mean, snow-wise. Are, are we avoiding that? Now? Uh, is it more windy than anything? It's 30% chance of snow, okay, so, so yeah, prob- it's, it's better than, like, the 60 yeah. that they predicted. Nothing like, it's
1: going to do... I mean, even if it snows a little bit, it's still basically... Okay, it's bad yeah,
2: conditions. That's... Doesn't like, make the
1: hugest difference.
2: The underlying thing for it, I feel, is, like, this probably is the death nail that's going to be hosting a up-north cold-weather yeah. Super Bowl. It's probably the last time we're probably going to see it.
1: Such a shame. Do you guys want to? I mean, this this is getting off the Super Bowl. But do you guys want to talk about the idea of a cold weather Super Bowl? Sure. What, you, what do you think? What, what do you? I mean, because you're right. It probably is the death knell. The NFLs had to go through so much uh, talking about you know rescheduling the game, which never would have been a possibility. No. Like, if you think about the commercial slots and
2: stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it, it probably is going to be it. They're probably going to go
2: back to the uh, you oh, know the man. Sun Belt. Um, well, I feel like they exactly. should have. Did it at four locations, just like you know how. They should have just rotated it. I felt. I felt yeah. like the things that you should have done there was one in Miami one year, Superdome one year, um, like Dallas the Dallas yeah. Stadium one year, and then why not like how about the updated Rose Bowl the other year in California? That way yeah. you have that. I feel that that's. I've been so um, I, you're, you'd be all warm weather. I I've been an I've been an opponent for that for like I or been like promoting that, they should just do, rotate between those four every yeah. year. Especially like New Orleans, because New Orleans I think holds the most records. I think they hold like, what, ten of them at this point? So, yeah, like, New
1: Orleans seems to I
0: mean, we... it's on some sort of rotation though, right
2: now. It's yeah. on a rotation other
0: than... But like, I wouldn't mind it being in Tampa, because Tampa's warm and even yeah, though it's not a dome, it's still like good weather yeah. Well, Tampa's, yeah, a I mean... common... Tampa's a common yeah. um, and, location yes. for a Super Bowl I wouldn't mind like, any of those kind of areas where it's like, okay, you have the good weather most of the time, where the only thing you have to worry about is it being extra hot or something like that, but like, other than that, I, I don't know, but stay, keeping it from the north, I guess, might be the best thing. I think, I think it would be cool to
1: do, I mean, just a 32, 32 stadium rotation. Yeah, once in a while, you'll get a northern one with bad weather, but not that often. If you think yeah. about it, I mean, it, it, you know, you have all right the Ohio teams, you know, Green Bay, Chicago, the New York Florida. teams, Chicago. Not much else. Were you really worried about in Clement. <laughs> at least snow.
2: Well, but I don't think they're as they're not as afraid of cold as yeah. they are of snow. Well, if, Indianapolis, it's a dome. Well, if you want to, if you right. want to talk about a PR disaster, everyone was, is like kind of like bitching and complaining about this. Can you imagine if this was in Buffalo, ten times worse? Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, probably. You're right. It, it's tough. I I, I I just think it would be fun for the sake yeah. of you know just you know a little bit of variety. The thing is the thing that I hate and this this kind of goes if, you know if you've ever heard how I feel about college overtime college football overtime I don't like it when you play I don't like it when you play a game and then you have to settle a tie or something so at the very very end of the game and then you play a game that's like a different game and that's what yeah. college football overtime is to me there's no kickoffs there's no driving down the field like yeah. what? It's just like it's the equivalent of penalty kicks or, yeah. or or whatever. And if the scoring is all weird because it's automatic scoring instead of are you going to score or not score? Yeah. Like defense isn't even a thing anymore. Um, so uh, to me, when they take the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl it's not quite as a, as bad as that. But when they yeah. take the Super Bowl and say though no, the ele- the elements can't be a part of it, to me that's not. That's not football, you know? Yeah. And actually, to me, what are the most memorable football games? Tuck rule, right? Yeah. Like the Ice Bowl. Like these are these are the best games. These are the most interesting games. And I, I would I would love for the Super Bowl to be subject to the possibility of that sort of weather thing once in a while. You know, maybe this year is the once in a while. But I, I hate for it to be
2: not ever. You know, or Kansas City Arrowhead's never going to get one this is from it because they they have been wanting it forever. It's in that like weird thing where Missouri gets cold too, Mm -hmm. where like they've been wanting it. I feel they've been more deserving than New York, but unfortunately, with the market thing is because their stadium's awesome. Arrowhead has history, and like I think there's tons of stuff to do in Kansas City. But like, unfortunately, like I said, with this, like they're going to look at that, like
0: yeah, we're going to be leery of it. Take a
2: never again. Any shot of them getting a picture? No, I think it's already so though. They, they have the it in like two, yeah, three years. In two, three years in advance. Two, three
0: years yeah. in advance. Do you know
2: okay. I, Ironically enough, though. Oh, when oh, okay. Dallas? Was that last? I think that's or next year. Was that next year? Or it might be. Did it already happen? I, I can't remember. There's uh, so much Sorry, no, everybody.
0: Actually, <laughs> didn't they out. get
2: the Super Bowl in their second year of existence, which would have been last year? Yeah, I think they did. Do you yeah. want to know ironic? Ironic. Funny part is, you want to know Super Bowl six? You want to know where that was? The coldest one. Where? New Orleans. New Orleans Tulane really? Stadium oh in yeah. Tulane okay. yeah. Right. yeah Super Bowl
1: 6 interesting yep
2: yeah, and um, they're two warm weather teams ironically yeah. enough too Miami and Dallas
1: I do think last year was Dallas no was it I might, I might not have been. I can't remember anymore Stadium went out I mean, the lights went out. The house that Jerry no, that built. I think that was New Orleans. That right. was New Orleans. So I think
2: next year is Dallas. Maybe next year is Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I know it wasn't Dallas I that.
0: Um, year, kind of um, yeah,
1: I just I, I I I I love the idea of the elements in football being a thing because that it's it's ingrained in it. Not even just oh, a lot of the time we watch the football, the elements matter. Teams are constructed. Some of them Some to of them. win, according to there being bad weather, you know, like up north teams. that you know, frequently yeah. teams up north will construct their teams on like strong running games or whatever. But my thing is, I don't want. That. Kind of
0: I just game. want two good teams, like mm-hmm. just going all out without weather having to affect anything. Yes. Yeah. because that's what I want. To say. I get,
1: I get that. It's just, I, I think, and I, ag- I agree with you. I, I would rather not have like craziness. You'd rather just see a. Actual measure yeah. of who's of who's who.
2: Well, I've read an art interesting article about the cold weather, about QBs in mm-hmm. the cold weather, and even Jim Kelly said, "I loved facing warm weather teams, like coming up when we had our like December, late November, December schedule with Buffalo, yeah. because like we planned against those teams, we planned against that." Mm-hmm. But the what you guys are talking about next year, Super Bowl going to be in Glendale, Arizona. Arizona. The year after that, it's going to be. Side in, of the Tyree uh, catch. Year after that, it's going to be in the new uh, San Francisco 49ers.
0: Guys, uh, just little side comment. I've actually been to that stadium in Glendale.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: oh, the um, in Arizona. Yeah, I know wait. exactly where it is. I remember when they were. Uh, it's on the Glendale Peoria line. I remember what that's the newer stadium. That's the one where. Uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, they hosted. Wait, these. is it
1: is it the University of Phoenix yeah. Stadium? That's <laughs> that's an interesting stadium because it's not, it's the stadium. It's not the stadium where the people from University of Phoenix play. Yeah. University of Phoenix online. University of Phoenix is literally the sponsor. Yeah, like same as saying you know whatever MetLife.
0: Like FedEx or BetX whatever. FedEx Field. Yeah. Field.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, that, it, it's kind of a mis- It's kind of a misnomer. I always thought yeah. it was weird when they were like well, why are they playing in the college stadium instead of where the Cardinals yeah. play or whatever? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I think that's actually where the Cardinals play, is University of Phoenix. I so they play they University play, of Phoenix, play, which yeah. is funny would be when they came to Phoenix, their years before that, that's their first legit stadium. They had to share it with the Sun Devils, like, yeah, all those years, which is even <laughs> funnier. was <It's> like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: that's funny. Yeah. Uh, that's wait, funny. So when is that, next year?
1: Yes. That's next year. Oh, Ted's, the- get us Ted's all right.
2: getting us tickets. Ted's getting us tickets. All right, we're Let's, in. Well, my we're dad
0: in. does work for University of Phoenix. We're in.
2: We are in. <laughs> Best stadium name, though, for the one in Santa Clara, Levi's Stadium. Oh, God. Yeah. No. No. Well, for the remember. next three years, and so the year after that, it's going to be in Reliant. It's so going to be in Reliant. It's going to be in yeah. like Texas. Reliance. That means Brett Favre, what is it? <laughs> That's Wrangler. <I> like <laughs> oh, no, he's Wrangler. He's yeah. Wrangler. My bad. Wrangler Stadium. Brett Favre's done for all, anyway. Oh god!
1: He's a coach now. I like him as a coach. He also looks really old. If you've seen pictures of him, um, um, he looks super like he's aged. Like he temporarily staved off as he made a deal with the devil to temporarily stave off his aging in his last years. How many NFL. years?
0: How many years was he like removed
2: from like, like? What is he like?
1: Four years? Uh, four, years? four years. I think next
0: year he's
2: going to. He's up for the Hall of Fame, which you know, <laughs> the Brett Favre circle jerk begins. Oh, everybody. God, it's going
0: to be awful. Um. But speaking It's such of, a shame too, because he's obviously yeah, deserving, but yeah. like oh, it's man, just man. that everybody's gonna come out of the and yeah. give extra. But just one quick thing to get off topic, I like
2: I just told Nick, you want to see somebody who looks terrible with age, look up Steve Francis. Oh god. Oh, no. god I don't wanna. Yeah. It's scary. I, yeah. <laughs> I can't
0: believe that. I can't can, I, I
2: can totally China is not right treating him well, man. <laughs> no, well, at least not. the meth clinics probably treated him well, but Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see
1: about that. <laughs> uh we should probably
0: Super Bowl, yeah. yeah let's, what do you yeah. think?
1: What do you think? Um, oh yeah, we're, we're going to do our best not to say that bull word um, because apparently oh. we'd have to. We'd have to.
2: Um, the best game there is, the best game there was, and the best game there ever will be. Yeah, apparently it's not allowed. It's the, quote the Granddaddy of them all.
1: The Granddaddy oh. of them all. Uh, before the NFL championship games, there was no. There wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What do we think? Here's an interesting topic: Richard Sherman. Okay. I, I said, do we want to go there?
2: We can and, skid across it for like. A quick all right, thing. let's let, let's skid across it. We're we kind Richard, of skidding across Richard the Sherman and the, and the thug narrative. Oh, I totally think it's like underlining racism. It's basically. Yeah. I, I do because I talked to you about this. Me and my cousin were texting back and forth during the game with uh well, while everyone's talking about thug. Like you realize, like when it's when it's a white athlete that comes up and says that they're an idiot, you know. Like when it's the um, not even necessarily an idiot. Yeah, it is. Sometimes but, it's, it's they're
1: yeah, it's he, they're they're really say oh they're very they a lot of yeah
2: heart. they're very emotional when it yeah. comes to a black athlete. Class, you get the same things thrown around. Classless thug. Uneducated. Like, you get yeah. these, like, mm-hmm. things, which it, I feel it is underlining racism. Because yeah. it's, like, it's the same thing. It's like, why did he have to be a thug? Like, like what the hell, like, that's basically yeah. saying. I mean, know? I didn't realize this is, a, I mean, he's from Compton, but he's yeah. Stanford guy.
1: Yeah. In communication. Three 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 nine. Nine. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he's, you know, he, he regretted, his, I think he regretted the way he came across, but only in the sense that... Yeah. Not in the sense that, oh, I came off as a thug, because he would not agree that he came off as a thug, oh, and cool. I, I don't either, No, but only in the sense that he came off as being about himself and yeah. not about the team. And yeah. immediately later in the, uh, in the press conference that far less people were watching... He was just
0: all right, but it's all about yeah. the team, and, you
1: know, all that stuff, that's, which is true. He was more sad about
0: the uh, that it was. He was about just sad about that he was caught up in that, the moment. Yeah, it was more of know? that. It was more about him than it being about the team. That's but, all. But not, anywhere, about, not not necessarily about yeah. what he said. But anywhere you go to any
2: sports, like even J.R. Smith, you know how many he's being a thug. You know, with all these things, I'm like, I wouldn't say he's a thug. He's kind of leaning to that he's a dick, uh, but he's not a thug. Yeah. Like
0: that's the like. I didn't know he had that one. I thought, yeah, I, that's what everyone's calling, since he's yeah, doing this stuff, like, because, like... I no he's idea. got the tattoos. W- with all, like... Well, actually, a better example would have been Alan Iverson. He's because, got he's got the yeah, whole, you know, the whole know,
1: thing. Because
0: yes. Alan Iverson had, like, you know, all the tattoos. Yeah, he came in with all, you know, yeah. Timberlind and stuff at a, and they had the cornrows and things of that nature. But, stuff. like, like uh, the other
2: thing, like, where I have a thing on um, Bleacher Report on Facebook when they report the whole... Jr. S- there's a thing with J.R. Smith saying, you know um, yeah, had this comment about defense where it's like, I let the other guys do that. I don't worry about that side of the ball. Basically, man, he plays on defense and then all the comments underneath are like, what a thug. Oh, I <laughs> are being a thug. I'm like, what? what
0: does this have to
2: do with him being a, like, exact That's what I'm saying. Never, oh, I never yeah. heard that. Wow. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, we had, we had, uh, we had media day yesterday or the
0: day before yesterday. And actually, um, before you get into that, I got another quick one. Um, yeah. How about the one where, um, how about the one where there was, um, Cam Newton, and they were comparing him to, like, how Tom Brady was getting um out and Tom, in and Tom Brady. So, like, Cam Newton, I guess, one time was, like, I guess, showing, I guess he was showing, like, emotion, like, during a game. and Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, when they would, like, show videos of, like, Tom Brady getting mad or showing emotion during a game. I'm like, oh, he's so passionate, but, oh, t- uh, Cam Newton's so angry. He's a yeah. look <laughs> <He's a thun. laughs> I was like, why why can't yeah. he be passionate? And that's the thing. That's, that's,
1: that's probably a complicated issue because yeah. that that's a combination, I think, of a black-white dynamic yeah. and a young veteran dynamic. Uh, so there, there, there could be two things, two factors in play there. But yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's 100% true. Like, he, like I, I, can, I can picture Cam Newton doing the things you're talking about, and it's like, they're the same things that Tom Brady does because he's yeah. extraordinarily fiery
2: yeah. uh, he's you know, on the sideline you and yeah.
1: yelling at his teammates. But because he has the, he generally is looked at mm-hmm. as a leader... And Cam Newton has, or at least until this year, had yet to uh, establish that label like upon himself as of leader. And the yelling just looks like immaturity. Well, and, and unfortunately, immaturity goes
0: hand in hand with thuggery. Oh, actually, no, I apologize. Stuff. It was Des Bryant. Oh, Des? It was Des Bryant when Actually, they were making the oh. Well, Des Bryant had. Okay, it. but Des, yeah, Des Bryant is
2: extraordinarily immature. Yeah. Um, so I said, with Cam Newton, unfortunately, like he's like a victim of like circumstance where it's like when he first came into the league, like, there was times in which he threw temper tantrums, like, when they were losing, he threw temper tantrums on, like, interviews and, like, (laughs) podiums and stuff, where, like, you could tell he's grown. Cam Newton or Desbrandt? Oh, Cam Newton. Desbrandt had the same thing. Yeah, like, you could tell Cam Newton's grown as a person and he's grown as a football player, but unfortunately for some of these, let's be honest, these older journalists who are older and white, middle-aged white, they still seem as that... You know, yeah. He, he, yeah. You know
1: what I, I mean? Like, like, I, I, th- I personally think Cam Newton has done a very good job. Yeah, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, been being thrown you into agree. a tough situation. We and like, not even just this year. I think throughout his career, like, you're a quarterback. First of all, it's hard to be, play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And the way he was drafted, he was drafted and said, "You're immediately the leader." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that's not easy, and I think you know he's had very few like weird like incidents or or yeah. times where he was really, like, really immature, there were t- there were times when he was, like, str- kind of grappling with, who am I as yeah, a player? exactly. Who, how do I act to my team? Like, I'm a rookie, but I'm supposed to, like, be, like, talk down to them like a lead- like a, like a leader kind of thing. That's kind of a weird thing. I think he was in a tough situation and I think he's done a great job. Exactly.
2: And who isn't mature? We've all done stupid things nowadays. are Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. just thrown Like you said, he was thrown in, he had an idiot coach at first, and then, like, yeah. you know, like... Yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, anyway, to, to to go back to what I was saying before, the the uh, media day just happened the other day, and Richard Sherman sat and answered a lot of people's questions, and he was he was the way Richard Sherman Actually, usually is, yeah. which is very forthright, a mm-hmm. very good communicator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, you know, he just he answered everybody's questions, and I think th- I think this came up there. Yeah, I think it did. Uh, One of the things he said was that he was glad he was actually very very thankful almost for the narrative that was sparked by his outburst because really what has come out of that is a lot of people talking about this thug thing and how um you know undeserved it often is or unnecessarily it's often implied because
0: sometimes we think too simply um and yeah there is a whole white black But just for clarification, it's like, there's, it's a few that we're talking about. It's not like the majority of people don't really care about what he did, actually did. So like,
1: yeah, that's probably true. We're we're
0: mainly talking about like the few writers that have the bias that have like a voice that put it on the platform. So yeah, I want to make sure that's the, that's
1: the, that's, that's the weird thing about racism is sometimes like, it's so some, some, sometimes like if if you have it, Mm -hmm. it's, you don't know it. You know, you don't realize because sometimes it, it's 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 a racism that's part of a culture, you know, and it's ingrained in things that you and yeah. assumptions you make, and that's where this is. It's not from like outright racist people who don't like I think black more people. Stereotyping. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a it's a natural stereotyping that happens based on the way your culture is and how your culture views um a black guy doing this versus white guy doing this or whatever. Yeah. These people are just maybe maybe a little bit ignorant but they're not outward, they don't hate people. But it's funny because I, I think that makes it even better that there is this narrative sprouts up from this because maybe it is more of a cultural thing and if this narrative pops up, maybe that takes steps to change the, the environment that we're in, you know, that is causing that sort of misunderstanding,
0: yeah. you know? Kind of like when you see the, that Kevin Hart commercial in the first movie, Ride Along. When, where he's like, he's, he runs up to the kids that are fighting in the cafeteria. He's like, "You're white. You're white. You don't fight." <laughs> yeah. And it's like, um, yeah,
2: unfortunately, that's the narrative we have to deal with. Because I feel as long as they're people, as long as they're human beings, no matter how much we try to change, no matter how much, there's always going to be stereotyping. There's always going to be racism. Yeah. I feel like you're never going to change it as much mm-hmm. as like people want to, you know. Still going to be there, because, like you said, like, it's, it's just been so ingrained in this culture, been so ingrained in everything that it's.
0: Mm. It'll just be. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Football-wise,
1: yeah. Now uh, Peyton else. Manning. Oh. Peyton Manning. So Peyton Manning has a chance to win a second Super Bowl. Um. Uh. That will. That could do a lot for his career. I would say only in the sense that you know we've talked about we talked about the people who don't like the first Super Bowl.
2: According to uh, Woody Page from yeah. Denver he said if he wins the second Super Bowl he's going to be hands down the best quarterback forever all time yeah, I, including I everything like all.
1: you know we talked about Peyton and Tom Brady last week and you know I think in general it's basically whether you which which thing are you looking at the the yeah. the, the the playoff record or the career the longevity and, and and owning records and consistent greatness, you know, for one of those, Tom Brady is always going to be on top. For the other one, Peyton Manning is always going to be on top. Winning a second Super me. Bowl, winning a second Super Bowl doesn't make Peyton better than Tom Brady in that other thing. And mm-hmm. I think since Tom Brady won his three Super Bowls, he's actually been a lot more Peyton-like yeah. in terms of greatness and team leadership and and you know being great every year after year after year and mm-hmm. putting up numbers and stuff. Yeah. He's actually been almost indistinguishable from Peyton Manning as far as, like, statistic just excellence, Yeah. yeah. you know? Um, I think they've been very similar, and it's just a matter of, you know...
0: Yeah, well, to me, know. Joe Montana is always going to be number one mm-hmm. in my book. So, like, Tom Brady, and you can argue about Peyton Manning, uh, they're they're level yeah. for me, <laughs> if you, even if you were to win the Super Bowl. There's one legacy I feel no one talks about, the underlying
2: legacy... And that's, in my opinion, I feel who's the best quarterback of all time. John Elway. If you get a ring as an executive, look, I mean, like... As an executive. <laughs> I mean, well, well
0: like, he that's built this really, team. Yeah,
2: no, no, he carefully... No, no. no, no. He's kind of like the de facto GM. He carefully yeah. built his team. He yeah. talked Peyton into this and all that stuff. And, yeah. Well, hey, that's... I mean, that's... Uh, oh, wow, I've never uh, heard anybody say that they, that
1: they they had Elway as their best, as their GMT. Look, you,
2: over, over Joe Montana, Wanna Why? to uh-huh. why? Look at those teams he took to the Super Bowl in the 80s. Can you see Joe Montana doing that? He dragged no, he not, like, uh, mediocre right. teams yeah. to, like, Terry, Terry
0: Bradshaw. Do I look like my brother? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, Ted, has, I, I,
2: Ted, Ted has suggested Terry Bradshaw. But guess no, also, I feel like... Go, I feel everything. he's he the franchise quarterback. He had everything. The mobility. He had the arm. he I feel like that's he trumps Montana over my book with the fact that he took those three mediocre Denver teams to a Super Bowl. Granted, he got his ass beating all of them, but what do you yeah. expect, Grant? I give a little crap. I'm, a willing, yeah, Davis. I'm yeah. willing
1: to accept that. It, it, just just on, on account of, like, this is how I look at, like, for instance, this is how I look at Tom Brady's three Super Bowl wins. I, I look at those as three great teams you know he didn't have to do anything overwhelming yeah you know to to win. I, and that's not to say that he didn't perform it's just that like it's not like it's not like it was all him you yeah. know and i think by the same token those 49er teams were really great. they yeah. had really great defenses they were stacked they talent. They, I, they, they were stacked and it's not mm-hmm. to take anything away from joe montana but it was it because joe montana was was amazing mm-hmm. but it was something that that you could not say about those Bronco teams, any Bronco team yeah. that, mm-hmm. that John Elway ever had. I've never even considered that, but that that's interesting. He's my um, top five. Yeah. Um I always liked him. Yeah. I always thought he was cool. I liked yeah. I loved the uh that his iconic career moment which was the the dive in the in, in the, yeah, the, the yeah. propeller. Yeah where he got hit in the
2: Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Um that was that was pretty cool. My thing is like I just regret that not being born earlier so yeah. I can see his like highlight in the eighties just his thing I would like the love, drive and all that stuff and i would love to have watched
1: football in the 80s instead of you know like 1991 or so yeah that's when they started watching football i i feel sad that i missed those niner teams because and joe montana you know like yeah. I, I feel like i don't have a good real good handle on i don't understand why people yeah. say joe montana is great i just kind of accept yeah. it yeah. And yeah,
0: it certainly looks like he's great with the four Super Bowls and stuff. You can actually look up the win on a lot of his games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I'd, I'd like,
1: like to do this. That's
0: basically what I even that, that's just Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's just highlights. So it's, highlights so it's not it doesn't yeah. give you the true Yeah. It doesn't give you the whole thing.
2: Not only that though too, but like it's like you had like Elway coming into his own. You had like those giant... you had those awesome giant teams, you had those Joe Gibbs like Redskin teams, and not only that, you have in my opinion, the best statistical quarterback ever. Dan, Dan Marino, Marino tearing yeah. tearing it up with like basically, which I think it's better than Peyton's record ever was because defenses were a lot that hit you dirty shots, cheap oh, shots, yeah, and kill each yeah. other. It's like yeah, like, that
1: year '84, I think. Yeah, yeah, that year really, really. I mean, you look at you look at that year compared to what a regular quarterback year was then. Yeah, you look at Peyton's year. Peyton's year was like, all right, it was slightly better than how good Drew Brees did. Yeah, all right, it was slightly better than how good. You know, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. it was the best, and it's, you know, that is what it is. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and think about how int- how interesting would it be if you could take the decade of the 80s with yeah. Marino and Montana and just place it here yeah. in the yeah, 2010s be... and put it in this situation with the media, with social media, with, with SportsCenter, 24-7, 18 different channels, you know, like, all that, all that with narrative. Yeah. You know, like... That would be such an interesting thing. They would break their own I, records. I think. My yeah. thing, yeah. Well, how would they? Would, would their careers have played out differently? Because that's a thing now. Handling the media, oh, handling oh, criticism. Oh, you, mean in that you know what I'm saying? Like in it. that
2: sense, yeah. But what you said about like differently, like break records. Montana was never known as a stat guy. Like a no. fun fact, he never threw four thousand yards in a season. No, yeah, never yeah. had a four. It's just weird how that yeah, is. Yeah, never but, like,
0: you, yeah, it never
2: required them. But just, it's amazing. Can you go back... What do you think if you're somebody from 1984 and, like, you've seen the season? You have to be thinking, like, holy shit, this is, like, the best season ever. Like, this yeah. guy, like, yeah. this is unreal. Like, who, like, you know, like, who what the hell... now, or... Well, like, back in 1984. Can you imagine going back to 1984 not knowing what we knew now? Like, yeah. just seeing Dan Marino put up these video game numbers yeah. that are now yeah. commonplace. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's why, like... With... Manning, like, I didn't get that same, but like, last year I got that sense of accomplishment with Adrian Peterson. I was like, he's gonna break it. I was into it. Like, Manning, yeah. I'm like, oh, he broke it. Congratulations. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. it's kind of been. I, I agree, because like, it mostly, it's, it keeps getting broken. Oh, because the way I feel like, I feel people are, are gonna look at this era 10 years or 20 years from now, and it's not gonna have the same statistical impact when like, yeah. you look at Dan Marino's yeah. magical '84 season. Yeah. Um, all
1: right, so we've got a couple of. I, we, we probably should go another fifteen on, on football. We're at our halfway point here, and then we definitely want to hit hit the NBA. Um, into the nitty gritty of the games, though. Um, so cold weather. Who's this better for?
0: Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Do you think so? Because Denver was. With... Well, they should be used to it, honestly, because they play in Denver. But relatively it's cold just weather. it's just relatively cold weather. But it's just that. Passing wise, you would rather have a running game, and they do have a running game actually. So I guess it's not too bad. But it's Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is going to get yeah. like but we know he's going to get the ball from Seattle. So I get, that's the only way I see that in favor. And according to Lala, if you could play, it, then you could
2: play anywhere, right? So, so I that's, that's, like, what, that's <laughs> what she says. So. Oh god,
1: let's bring that back for a segue later. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the th- the thing about Seattle, I, you know, I'm I'm going back and forth here trying to trying to pick. You know, because you have oh, a, a nice team that I think is overall better, I, and I think it's hard to argue that that's not true, which is Seattle. But then you also have the better quarterback, I. you know, with, which is on the other side. And sometimes, you know, as we've talked about in the past, sometimes the better quarterback trumps the better
2: everything else. Um, well, this was actually easy for me. Yeah. Seattle. If anything the NFL has taught me and history has taught me, The better defense always prevails over the better offense on any given day, regardless of who's the quarterback or whatnot. I mean, like, if you think about it, in these histories, you'll think about, like, those defensive-minded teams. The only, like, truly great offensive juggernaut I can think about that went all the way is, like, the 99 Rams. Like, everybody else, like, what do we think about when we think about, like, the 2002 Raiders? Or what do we think about when we think about the 07 Pats? the 0-1 Rams, the 1998 Vikings. Like, like I can go on and see the 84 Dolphins. Like, all these offensive juggernauts just, like, do it. You can think about it. Lo- and it wasn't even that they lost
1: to, I mean, like, in the case of the Raiders, they were the best offense in the league, but they lost to the best defense, defense. of the decade. Yeah. So that's maybe not an incredibly perfect example, but you're right. I mean, the Minnesota's a great example. That year, mm-hmm. the ninety eight Minnesota, they scored more points than any other team ever mm-hmm. had. And they lost to Atlanta, who really just—that was a top five defense. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, it wasn't like the greatest thing in the They had—they might have had actually the best defense in the league, but it wasn't like otherworldly, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I think there is something to that, yeah, where yeah. the defense just not has the advantage. Yeah. but the defense is the—I guess—the great equalizer. I'm just maybe. going
2: by—I'm going by history. I feel history isn't going to yeah. change, and it's not only that, but I had like Seattle's good. I mean. From for sure they they led the league in points fourteen uh, total yards passing yards allowed uh, thirty nine turnovers yeah. and like they're eighth in the NFL with forty four sacks. I mean, I, like they,
1: they were unbelievable <laughs> this yeah. year. Like we we've, we've rarely seen a defense perform like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a big part of it is their yes. secondary and the fact that they're so big. And that that's actually an interesting thing to look at is how is the passing game on that on Denver's side of the ball? How is that going to play out? With Denver's big, because Denver has big receivers. I mean, yeah. there was a there was a little bit of an upgrade in receiver size when Seattle played in San Francisco, and you had like Bolden and Vernon Davis and stuff. But I think you're getting even bigger now. Yeah, and you look at Julius Thomas. You look at um, Demarius Williams, mm-hmm. who, by the way, I thought he was the tight end. Demarius Thomas. Thomas Demarius Thomas, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. it's so funny. Like for the first like. Half of this year, I saw number 88, Thomas, catch the ball. Yeah. I totally assumed it was Julius Thomas because he looks like a tight end. Yeah, but it's Demarius yeah, yeah. It's Thomas. Thomas yeah. um, it's, I don't know. He, they, they are big. But that's the thing. That's that's also the Seahawks' secondary. Yeah, That's their thing. You know, Richard Sherman, we talked about last week, how he's, how he's a converted receiver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a big guy, too. They're all very big. They're all very, very physical. Mm. Um, and then and Denver's got like five legit weapons. There's they one. do, yeah. Um, so, you know, that'll be, I mean, any, any Peyton Manning team is going to have a large
0: number of legit weapons because he just makes everybody a legit weapon. No, um, I mean, like, they have, like, even for any quarterback, those guys would have been, like, a good weapon. Well, yeah, I mean, you got, you know, I mean, Welker and Decker, yeah, yeah. well, we're already Welker born. and Decker, um, both the Thompson, Thompson, and then, uh, yeah, but, like, I feel, Sean Murray, no. but yeah. can you, like, Consider Julius Thomas
2: because I hadn't heard about him until this really opinion. Yeah, well, I no, but that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like he's one like tight ends. He's like
1: Jacob Tamme. Like, yeah, you know, so, a guy who yeah. could put up numbers, but not because he's good, but just yeah, like yeah, because he's paid you know? yeah. Um, I, I think regarding this size and this physicality thing, I think um, here's here's an interesting point that uh, I was listening to Brian Billick, and he was talking about the tendencies of reps and of you know umpiring teams in the in the Super Bowl. And the thing is in the playoffs like in the, uh, in the regular season you have teams right but in the playoffs they just take the best reps and it's like a, it's like an all-star team of reps so that's not a team and usually the weird thing when it comes to like throwing flags is that there's no chemistry with these rep teams. They're just the they're just the hodgepodge of great individuals. Well, well usually so,
0: it's the lead there's like usually like a few lead refs, and then there's like the new guys. And, yeah. But they're taking exactly. like every lead the, guy yeah, so and putting them together. Yeah, and Sometimes yeah. when they argue sometimes you the, the lead guy usually yeah. wins but in this situation oh, so they have to take bases So they they're like
2: the alpha dog and the other guy they're all uh, they're alpha, all dog alpha dog, dogs yeah. and just one guy to have to do it they're like uh, So yeah, either way so,
1: so what what he said was that the tendency, because these these reps don't have chemistry, there, there's an element of knowing, having a team philosophy when it comes to what am I throwing pass interference for? What am I flagging for holding? What am I throwing a flag for, basically? Mm-hmm. And so the tendency is for, in the Super Bowls, is for less flags. That's a, that's just the thing that tends to happen, is that they'll be less likely to throw a flag and turn a Super Bowl into a friggin' Flagfest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: So we're gonna get football the way it's played, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly.
1: So yes. which team do you think that benefits? Oh Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> and that I think I, I think that it was very interesting to hear that because I really think that is a strong advantage for Seattle. They yeah. are going to be able to manhandle and you know, get off scot-free. Oh, it was the same, whatever.
2: it was the same thing in the one Super Bowl. I mean, look at that Rams juggernaut and like, yeah. New England was able to rough up uh, and yeah, right. Smith and all those guys exactly. and like, yeah. they, they didn't know what to do. I mean, like, borderline illegally. Yeah, they're doing everything but molesting them. Like, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and I, I think, I think we're going to see, you know, I mean, if Seattle's smart, which I think they are, uh, you yeah. know, and they're a Pete Carroll defense. Yeah. And, and Pete Carroll defenses are always nasty. Um, from a personality standpoint, uh, I, I, if they're smart, they will push the issue. They will push the envelope. They will see what they can get yeah, away with. See and I are. think they'll find that they'll be able to get away with enough mm-hmm. to be effective. Um, as long as I see Ed Hockley's gorgeous guns on, on is that he going to do it? I don't At know. W. He hasn't been in in a while. He's not. I don't think he's. I don't know that he's considered the top. I think off, we're obligated um, for a Hockley's Mike, uh, what's that? What's that guy's name? Hockeyley. I, I, I would love Hockeyley. That would be awesome. He hasn't been in as good standings ever since that one that one yeah. blunder a few yeah. years back in that Denver Charger game. Um, either way, either way, NFL um, we want Hocules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one here here's a strength uh, that I think might be a little underrated for Denver is is their running game, and I think usually for what. To to what you said earlier, John, about the defense always overcoming the uh, explosive offense, Um, often those offenses aren't, they're super-duper explosive, but they're not well-rounded, and sometimes what they can't do is, or what they can do is taken away, and then they can't be effective as an offense, and then suddenly, whoa, what's going on? We can't score a million points anymore. Denver had a great running game. They might have been the number one yeah. running team, this rushing team this year.
2: Because the only equivalent, the
1: oh maybe 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 the
2: only equivalent I can come up with for that as a counterpoint is only one team was like the Rams in '01 when Marshall Falk was the MVP and he yeah. like played out of his mind. But other than that, like you're right, but. But then, like, the Vikings had that one random Ontario Smith or whatever the <laughs> hell was his name running back year? Well, they had Robert Smith. Robert Smith, Smith yeah.
1: And then he had a good year. But, I mean, I, in, in, in general, I, I guess my point being, they they may be able to still be effective as an offense despite, okay, let's say the passing game is shut down or relatively yeah. shut down. Because um, they have three guys who can, They still can control the ball, you know, and, and you know, Seattle's got... The number one rushing defense as well as the number one passing defense. But, you know, they've got options. And if if they're smart, I think it's possible that they could play offense effectively enough to, you know, hopefully they can get some... They're going to need some turnovers. They're going to need to have, like, the first play of the NFC Championship game where where, um, Russell Wilson fumbles, gets sacked and fumbles. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're going to need that. From their defense, um, no, out you, of their defense to win this game, but I think they have a chance. I, I, I think they have a decent chance, and they also have the better quarterback, uh, which is the only thing. I'm, usually, I mean, for the most part, I'm like, oh, Seattle's totally better. Yeah, but I do think they have a chance.
2: So, do you think um, them playing uh, the practice field? Do you think it has any importance? Because I read somewhere where. Denver's practicing in a bubble. The last thing, they're practicing Friday, like, because uh, Fox says he wants to save his players, like, needs and stuff, whereas okay. Seattle is, they're like, no, we're not doing the bubble crap. We're practicing outside in the cold. Do you think right. that should hold stuff early? Do you think that should hold any relevance to that? Yeah,
0: it doesn't seem to
2: bode well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't bode well for Denver. Yeah. Um, that's, um... Fox is saving all his that. players. That's... He said he's not practicing, like, the last, like, three days he's been practicing a bubble. He's finally doing it for, like, the last two days, like, the Friday and Saturday's practice, whereas Pete Carroll's like, nope, enough of this BS and noise. We're going right out on the field, outside yeah. the elements, all practice. You know, practice. Uh, to a certain extent,
1: I think there's, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I, that I necessarily believe this, but I, yeah, have you ever heard of the concept of the football gods? Um the football gods smile upon thee and the football gods give it and take it away and um you know, there's there's the whole thing if if you if you're a cold weather team and your your cheerleaders come out with, you know, exposed midriffs or whatever in the freezing cold weather, the football gods smile upon yeah. thee for them being um, for them being badasses. But if yeah. they come out in like tracksuits and whatever yeah. and earbuffs, then the football gods frown upon me.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um <laughs> and I think that, you know, it, does, it can't bode
2: well. <laughs> Seattle, one team's there. gonna be prepared; the other is not gonna be prepared. And Seattle played there before earlier when they beat the Giants 23-0. Well, yeah. did, did Denver play also there too? But they did. Yeah, yeah, did. So, all right, that points mute. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. No, no, I do. Do you, want, do you want? Do you want to go with picks? We got a few more minutes. Yeah. Picks. I don't yeah. picks. Over. Well, he said Seattle already. So. Yeah. All right. Seattle. So, yeah, let's go. Let's go score. I'm going with history. Let's oh. go score. Score is always more fun. Yeah.
0: Seventeen twenty-three.
1: All right, so twenty three seventeen Seattle. Yeah.
0: All right. Nick, are you ready? I ain't. Uh, I'm feeling probably we actually go. This is probably my heart speaking more than my head, because my head says Seattle, my heart says Denver. Uh, the football gods will, will smile upon me. <laughs> will it? <laughs> Speak with your heart. Fine. I'm going to go Denver. Opposite score of what you get. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: seventy-one, thirty-two.
0: No, no I'm 71. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would um, be that, that would be ridiculous. That <laughs> would be absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Count chocolate.
2: Uh, defense um, does not matter. Thank you, Mike, for buying onto that beta. Board. Yeah, no, no problem, no problem.
1: Always about the Frank Kelly, I don't know Jim Rome impersonation. Um. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seattle, and we are gonna say. Twenty seventeen. We'll go in twenty seventeen. The most common football score, by the way. Twenty to seven
0: <laughs> mm. in, little known
1: fact, and I don't I don't know the actual statistic on here, but you know, every possible score has a percentage of the time that it happens. Yeah. Uh so, you know, something like uh thirty one seven seven or something like that. That happens one point five percent of the time. Uh, twenty to seventeen as a final score occurs, you know, like three point three percent of the time, and that's that's the most common score <laughs> to guess. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going with twenty seventeen Seattle. Um, all right. So two Seattle's, one Denver. That's the that's the way to go because at least for us, because now we know that it's not the opposite of what we all said isn't going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, which is usually how it goes. Um, we're all real excited. Real quickly,
0: what are you you guys doing for Super Bowl Sunday? I don't know. Going anywhere? I don't know yet. Thing? I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm heading to my friend's house. I'm open for ideas, but uh, I don't
1: know know yet. Yeah. Um, Would you go out, or are you you trying to do a? I
0: would. You got to do a
1: couch thing. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl. I don't know.
0: I
2: don't 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 know. I thought that was far more of a discussion than it did. No, (laughs) no. I'll bite. You're absolutely right. You um. I feel like, just because of the fact, like, bars and drinks and all stuff. Yeah, you have to just curl up with a nice 12-pack and yeah, food and man, stuff. Yeah, yeah you That's can't go wrong about. with that. Watch all, the, watch
1: all the, uh, the pre-game nonsense.
2: I feel it's it's different as opposed to, like, the World Cup where you have to go to a pub like to, like, yeah. where we're from, like, an Analypte's or an O'Toole's yeah. or something or a Christie's and watch a game. Whereas right. someone like this, and even, like, I feel the Super Bowl and March Madness is a huge example of this. You don't go to bars watching the games. You just sit at home with a bunch of friends drinking beers yeah. and watching the March yeah. Madness games, like, yeah, and, cussing and out you know, that your bracket's failing before
0: your eyes. Yeah, so.
2: yeah. yeah, you get a bunch of wings, you know. Mm-hmm. So we'll just
1: just hit up that toilet during Bruno Mars and. Uh,
0: yeah
1: And we're good. Hey, all go right, there's a conversation. It was a little <laughs> you Yeah, um, okay, uh, we're gonna switch. We've got uh, somewhere between ten and fifteen minutes left. We want to hit NBA real quick because we will probably not have time for it for a few weeks. We've got a lot of things coming up here, as we as we stated early in the podcast. Um, a lot going on in the month of February and March. Um, so let, let's just take a look at the standings right now. We can do like a recap compared to like where we were earlier on in the year when we were just making faces looking at the East standings. Um. The Easter Conference has done pretty well for itself, itself lately. Yeah.
2: Like you said, we went off camera like it went from utter crap to just crap. Now. Just crap. <laughs> just
1: crap. It's still crap, but there are current, currently five teams above 500 and seven teams who you could reasonably see finishing above 500. And if that happened, seven teams above 500, that's honestly just an average year for the East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven out of the eight playoff teams above 500. Mm-hmm. Um, So since, uh, obviously, Indiana and Miami are there, but Toronto is still going strong. Uh, Just They ridded Rudy Gay, man. It was like the curse of Gay. Oh, God, yeah, the curse of Rudy Gay, lending credence to that idea, by the way, because they now suddenly, you know, like I think we mentioned earlier, you know, you got guys like Valanciunas and and guys who can finally, like, play basketball. yeah. Um, they have
2: a decent team. I forgot their record. I know they're awesome. They're awesome without them. I think Sacramento's just five hundred with Gay in their lineup.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Sacramento's actually they? actually Sac- the same, Sacramento has not improved at all. Um, they're now the well they're the worst team in the, in the West now. Um, okay. Yeah. No, it, it didn't really matter because him going to Sacramento never made any sense. Uh, at least from their standpoint, but Atlanta's still holding strong. They're they're just over five hundred, and they lost
2: Orford for the year too, which is yeah. Been... And yeah. but they've still been good. Yeah, yeah, amazing. they've still been
1: decent anyway. Decent, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Chicago Bulls,
0: just above five hundred,
1: are over five hundred now. They were way they were way under before, and they have once again lost Derrick Rose. Like in the last couple months or so, they have lost Derrick Rose. No, Jim we, Butler was out for a, a large no, period of time. No dang. No nope, goodbye,
2: Luol, dang and mm. They still continue to win. He's my coach of the year, Kim. Oh, my goodness. He's, you can make the case that him and Popovich are like 1A and 1B right now. Because yeah. I would say, like, he was my second where Pop is always my one. But you can make the case that 1A, 1B. Because the fact that he's doing this with this depleted roster, I mean, like, yeah. We all know Noah's, like, limited offensively. It's great Augustine. Defense, yeah, Augustine, from like, a first-round washout for many teams. It's, like... Butler just came back last but, night. Yeah. Like, you know, Heinrich and... This team, like, they're all decent to good players, but, like, still be 23 and uh, 22, and I think has yeah. a command on, like... I want us on the 5-5 five, five seat as of right now. I mean, he, <laughs>
1: One of the last... This team, just in general, is one of the last standing... Um, Pillars of defense against the idea that the only way to do it in basketball is with one great player or two great players. You know what I mean? It, where it's about your superstar. It, one of the last uh, you know, teams still holding strong to the philosophy that team basketball matters. Yeah. Um. Well, that's why you got to like him.
2: I find it funny too. I think it's kind of undermining the front office because like I told you guys off camera, I think Paxson's thing was, well, Rose is gone. Let's just have a rebuilding year. Hopefully we can get like a good lottery pick at it. Yeah, so let's trade away yeah. Dang. And which happened to be one of Tibbs' favorite players. I think Tibbs like, oh, all right, I'll, I'll give you rebuild. I think he's just doing it to spite them with uh, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a playoff team, whether and you I, like I, it or and not. I, and I, <laughs> I
1: guess, like I said, I agree with that philosophy. I think they should do that. I don't like I don't like the the, the karma that gets around you when, oh, you're, I, when you're tanking. You
2: know, I agree, especially basketball gods. <laughs> especially if you develop young players too. Young players will take that and develop bad habits from it too. That's I guess, true. Yeah. Actually, so. that's a huge, that's a huge <laughs> point. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: yeah, young players, bad habits, you know, developing matters. Development matters in the NBA. Boogie Cousins. <laughs> um. Boogie Cousins, exactly. Oh, that poor guy. Could we get him on – can we Can we come up with a trade that would help his career and would make sense? What team would pick up Boogie Cousins?
2: <laughs> New York. Never mind. The Knicks.
1: <laughs> or I, Wizards. Uh, if we could – we'd be a way be- – the Knicks would be a way better situation than, yeah. than Sacramento. Hey, maybe that would be it. Wizards. Wizards um, sure.
2: What would they have to do? How about Boston? Would they have to, oh, like, they? trade Bradley Beal or something? Nay, nay.
1: Yeah. Nene. Well, yeah, if Sacramento wanted to fully rebuild, they do have a lot of contracts <laughs> they can trade and stuff yeah, like
2: that. there's a couple of teams I feel like if they want to, though I don't know if they'll do it in their division. Phoenix would be an awesome trade. They got like four first rounders, so they like do. here, well, take your pick. Phoenix, Phoenix is the ultimate trade uh, destination yeah. for anybody. Anybody, <laughs> and, and, and here's another team too that have a lot of draft picks too. Boston, mm-hmm. Boston's like here, here's Sacramento. We can offer you how many picks do you want? What do Tomorrow, you want? The
1: Boston Bill Simmons would flip out. He'd yeah.
2: love it. But but, but but like I said, like they have they're in the second cushiest situation behind Phoenix where they have a. Boatload draft picks too, and you have Rondo. You can throw in the deal too. Yeah, you like, throw in the deal, or you can keep him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um,
1: yeah. So all right, uh, back back to the East. We got Washington. Washington was a game game under five hundred, but they're doing a lot better recently.
2: They have too much talent. A team not to finish a, they a, do. above They five hundred. I, so. I
1: I feel pretty confident that they're gonna finish over five hundred. I mean Wall and Deal. That's that might be the best backcourt in the NBA. I don't know. I mean, and Bortas a decent center, so. <laughs> Oh, screw you, man. Let's name the better one. Let's name the better one. Let's see. Uh, Who do we got? Wait, so me and Nick. It pick might up be the best one. I don't know. Is there so, anyone? Beal and Bradley Beal and John Wall. Stefan Curry and Thompson. <laughs> all right, all right, that's the one. Uh, all right, they might be the second best. John
2: Shello, Nick Smith, and pickup basketball.
1: Ah, uh, that's close call, but I'm going <laughs> to give it to. I'm going uh, right. to I'm gonna give it to the wizards. And then <laughs> name a better one. Dra- um, Dragic and Bledsoe. Uh, that's Dragic and uh, Green. Well, yeah, but Green's worse than Bledsoe. Green's just a three-point shooter. Um, no. He's just a three-point shooter. No. You have, have, you I have, have not been watching games. Before. I have watched every game. I'm a fantasy owner of Jerome Green. I know he does every game. He's just a three-point shooter. He's, he's good. No, he's, he's good. good. He's, he's, just, a he's sure not good. as good I've, as... I've been watching the games. He's worse he's than easier. Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe yeah. is a max deal kind of player. How about yeah. um, yeah. J.R. Smith
2: no, uh, how how John you? Wall.
1: John Wall, <laughs> John Wall took a, a step into Chris Paul territory this year, as far as just what he did. Yeah, yeah. Tons like. He, he's been over ten assists
0: in tons and tons of games. Played, yeah, he puts them in his area of code. Maybe, but, but he's but a, his, territory, <laughs> his, but
1: his territory. His territory. Okay, I'm, I'm not okay. saying
0: he's a he's no. The best he,
1: okay, I know. Where I'm Mike, just saying he took a step into. Okay. It. Not, okay. That's cool. That's cool. He's okay. not. He's not cool, saying cool, cool. he's better
2: than Chris Paul. He's saying he stepped into that territory. I didn't think that. Especially coming. This was like a make or break year for for Wall. Like everybody for like the last two years, Wall. was like, is he going to finally make? Is he going to make the leapers? He just going to be this guy that. Yeah. That he, okay. he shows glimpses of talent yeah. but he's good but not great and this year he's finally put it together yes yeah. yeah and that's it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, that.
1: it's a, they're a real decent team and then bringing up we well, kind of bring up the still real
2: waiting team. for Kyrie Urban to make that jump I know we <laughs> we'll
1: see I don't know right now I'll take wall over urban any day even though I don't think that's a, that's not what the fantasy rankings said earlier you want to know
2: what's funny <laughs> isn't it funny how like they're they're orphan things they're things, their things switched like we all thought it's Irvin who's going to take the jump and wall. He might be the guy that might be the disappointment as the first overall. He might be the guy that shows glimpses of talent but never puts it together. Maybe it's switch mm-hmm. now. Like yeah. maybe Irvin's that guy. Like he's the disappointment. Yeah. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Brooklyn yeah. eight two in their last ten. I don't know if that uh, includes the five or six game winning streak they had, but um,
2: good for them, man. They yeah, lost. Uh, um...
0: I give credit to Jason Kidd a little bit. He's actually coaching. Oh
1: God, I don't, I'm not going to do that just because it would be too painful for me.
0: He, but, <laughs> he's actually coaching. I, I, uh, they, they're coming together. They're, they're coming they are,
2: together. They, they, they probably will be a lot better. I mean, we were getting on them
0: for doing bad so I got to give
2: it to them for doing good yeah. luck, so. Speaking That's of, fair. they yeah. lost their top guy with blocks and points. Like, Brooke Lopez, Lopez led the not, team in like points with 20, and he's, he's gone for the yeah, year, yeah. so. It's tough. I, um, My thing is, their rebounding is an issue because Garnett leads them with like just uh, a little over six. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like 6.9, so that's kind of an issue. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone else in the East is pretty much in tank mode. Milwaukee (laughs) Milwaukee has grabbed hold of that number one lottery spot. Thanks, guys. Uh, (laughs) That's what they wanted. Once One thing I fans, think I can take credit for is I did not include Miami, or uh, excuse me, Milwaukee okay.
2: in my seating for the playoffs. Well, here's I, think I had them out. Someone had them in. Um, I had them in. You had them in. I oh. had them in. Their <laughs> I think I did too. Because, like, well, to talk what you talked about, Nick, It's the when fans you... that wanted it, the owner and the GM didn't. They want. They're like. Oh, we could just coast, get the forty to forty-two wins in the eight seed. This is not what they played. This mm. is worst-case scenario. Mm. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Milwaukee. Th- their fans are good enough. I'm glad at least they can land somebody. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
1: over, over in the West, uh, Golden State's finally coming on, which I think we all knew that they would. They're, yeah, it was uh, just
0: a rough. It was a rough start. It was
1: a little bit of a rough start. Start. They had some injuries, but they they real they're a really really strong team. And getting Jordan Crawford does really help them because they did not have that Jarrett Jack. Coming uh, and now I think... Oh, by the way, great move by the Celtics, by the way. Just having Jordan Crawford mm-hmm. in, inflating his value in a of bunch course. of kind of meaningless games, and then just flipping it, Flipping him, flipping, and, them, yeah. flipping him for whatever they... I don't know what they got, but they got picks to add to their uh,
2: stable yeah. of picks. You know what's another team um, I feel that could be a sleeper? Memphis. Now they're finally getting Marcus All back from injury. Mm -hmm. Like that's big. um, Mike Conley, I feel is an underrated point guard. He did the best job he could, and he did a good job keeping that team afloat. Like, Mm -hmm. like when we talk about young point guards in the league, I'm surprised no one ever mentions Conley. I think he's like an underrated player. He really Um, is.
1: He plays in a system where he cannot possibly look that good. Yeah, but he he really does a good job. I put him in my top. They would they would take him any day, you know, because they know.
2: I'd be my. He's in my top ten point guard range right now. I'd yeah. I'd slot him in there. I mean, he, he's um, currently the better Ohio State product in that draft at Greg Oden. Yeah. <laughs> the uh
0: the
1: uh the big the big thing, as you said, Nick, is Marcus All. Marcus All is the absolute. John or sorry did you say that yeah
0: nick you
2: should have owned up to it man <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry um is, We're being Mark <laughs> gasol
1: is absolutely the linchpin of oh, that defense and that that defense is immediately going to go back i mean they, they, they oh, well. have not been good without him this year uh you know zach randolph isn't that kind of you know defender. he's I, a true power forward but with gasol he just makes
2: Work, we might think. kind of be at that point now where Randolph had a nice one. we might be at that point where he's kind of declining now as that player unfortunately it's been a nice run z he, so, he had a rough start to the year but he really in the last month or two yeah. he's been putting up some numbers that's a team that's scary like if they go as a low seed as like mm-hmm. a 7 or 8 seed well like yeah. yeah, or it's like a seven seed. If they like... were to say maybe
1: take over Dallas's
2: spot, oh yeah, or maybe Phoenix. If I'm the Clippers or like a top team, I would want no part in Memphis in the first round because I think like the Clippers, I think Memphis could definitely beat the Clippers in a seven yeah. game series.
1: Um, uh, jumping jumping way down here, I want to talk for a second about Utah. Last time okay. I think we looked at this, Utah had a had a strong hold on worst team in the league status. They are now sixteen and twenty nine. They are eight games better than Milwaukee. Eight games. And what has changed is Trey Burke finally came back because he was injured to start the oh, season. Yeah. And Trey Burke has been I mean, he's had you know rookie ups and downs, but he's been really good and he might he's a real bright spot for them. And with, obviously, the
2: other good play, you know, Gordon Hayward. And to a lesser extent, Gordon Hayward, because Ty Corbin yeah. wouldn't, like, do a system that was very detrimental to Hayward. Now Hayward's finally doing it, like, doing good, like, yeah. to the point where, like, I know Simmons is throwing out, like, hey, I mean, he's a restricted free agent after this year. If I'm Boston, I would sign him. Brad Stevens <laughs> used to coach oh, him, man, and, like, yeah, and yeah, things. Right, and, uh, yeah. So, like, uh, the and, old, and he's, the like, and, it's, like yep, and he's, like, and plus, they have the draft picks to do it, too. I'm, like, yeah, I'm kind of on board with Hayward the Boston. Yeah,
1: I mean it's not. It, I mean it's nothing huge, but in the, I. I wish I could get like their last, uh, like the last half of the season, what their record was. I see that they're 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 six and four in their last ten games. Um, I, I bet they've been a 500 team since since uh, Trey Burke came back. They would have been a, in the playoffs. They would have been <laughs> <in> the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. And I nice. I, think, I think that's decent for. I mean, having given up so much. They have kind of a skeletal roster aside from the three big. Like the, or the four there are four like guy young guys that they're looking at. Burke, Hayward, Favors, Cantor, and Cantor. I mean, Cantor's been
2: awful. And they but, oh look um, some Sacramento I know Cantor hasn't been panning out the he, way that they hold. They sent him I think, I think they sent him to
1: Feely like or something,
2: right? Because yeah. I know he had the most upside over Valachunas. It was between because 'cause they're in the same draft. It was either him or Valachunas. and so far Valachunas is now looking like uh Yeah, game. yeah,
1: Cantor's been a little bit of um, but, yeah, I mean, I you know, I think so I, sounds interesting. I, I, as a Trey Burke fantasy owner, I've been
2: following it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, he was the best pick. I, had a, I thought he was one he of the best be, players like to come out that draft. Who had he him before? Be the year. Who had him before, and they stupidly traded him? Was that Minnesota? I don't, remember. No, no, no. Somebody I don't had, remember that draft. Somebody had Burke, and then they traded him to it. I'm like, what a dumb move. <laughs> I don't Because I think he was the most polished, like, ready... Besides, besides NBA like Aladipo, I think he was like the most ready NBA prospect.
0: How is Aladipo doing? He's, he's
2: actually doing good. Like, granted, his I shooting's mean, kind of mediocre and not good, but like, he was more, defense. he's more as a defensive presence defense. than anything. Like, yeah. he's, he's just, gonna be great. he's just I mean, miscast as a, he's more of a shooting guard. He's not a point guard. He's miscast in that role. But. It's hard, it's hard to know
1: what, what Orlando's, get a good picture of what Orlando's long term plan is aside from Aladipo, but he certainly looks like the start of something.
0: Um, Minnesota
2: Timberwolves drafted Burke and traded his rights to Utah for what? You
0: know,
2: um, Shabazz Muhammad or that's his name, right? Wait, Shabazz Ooh, Muhammad? Not, not Muhammad. Who's the guy Shabazz from... Shabazz Napier? Uh, no, not Napier. Who's the guy from UCLA? Shabazz Muhammad. Yeah, yeah Shabazz yeah, Muhammad. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they got. played? I don't know. He's been a disappointment. Okay. He's been uh, head-cased. Alright, um... It's
1: a good little talk, guys. Yeah. We've got to wrap it up. We're at our hour. Um, we are going to see you guys next week. We'll talk Super Bowl and Sochi.
2: Any quick hits?
1: Uh, oh, do we have time for quick hits?
2: Oh. Do you have any? I don't have, have. nothing, but if you have something, One by all means. Tiger Woods was terrible at, uh, last week. He missed the, the cut. And Grant, I hate it when people make an excuse his training's different or it's the first uh, tournament of the season, of course. No, if he's the Tiger thing, he's supposed to be, like, at that. I feel Tiger's getting dangerous territory. Well, not dangerous. I feel Tiger's kind of entered that uh, Roger Federer phase in his career where he could show glimpses of greatness where that's, like, um, he could put together, like, as Federer could put together a couple of oppressive wins, look like the old Federer word, Tiger, he could put an oppressive round or two, but I don't think he can do that at a consistent basis. Yes. as better.
1: I honestly would be surprised if he ever won anything. <laughs> at this point, I'm t- I can't get myself up for watching him play majors and thinking, oh, this is the one when he finally wins another major. He hasn't won one since 2008 or not. Yeah, when he beat Rocco Mediate, that's basically it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was
0: it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick again? Uh, like I said, again, as did. Uh, Jason Kidd getting a little wins for, for New Jersey. Doing a little better. Not great, but moving in the right direction. Like that.
1: Um all right guys we will see you guys next week
0: and we'll catch you next time on Sportscast Prime later you've just listened to a Works Network podcast